All right, well, let's take a look at our unison reading briefly, and then we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Our unison this reading this morning is from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 through 21. The main idea of this passage is it's a call to holiness and righteousness in hope and a living faith, because our God is a holy and a righteous God, and he has proven it through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we could word that a different way. We could say that the main idea of this passage is that because our God and our Father is holy and righteous, and because our Savior is holy and righteous, we must seek to live a holy and a righteous life in hope and in faith in Him through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In the context of chapter 1, verse 13, Peter has mentioned the glorious salvation that God has blessed us with, And brought to us through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ died and lives again and is resurrected in glory. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, his resurrected life, the power of his resurrection lives within us. We are born again. We are new creatures in Christ. We have been brought to life. His life lives within us. And this life is a holy and a righteous life. And that's the point that Peter's beginning to make to us here in these passages. Therefore, we must seek to live true to our Savior and to our God and to his character, to his salvation that he's worked for us. We must live true to Christ's resurrected life. It's a holy life. It's a righteous life. And we must do this through hope and a living faith. So let's take a look at the verse. Some good things to think about here. Simply read the passage and we'll make some comments on it and then go to prayer. He says this, therefore, that is, therefore, because you have been saved by a resurrected Christ, by a holy and a righteous God, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy You also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but from your aimless conduct, Received by tradition from your fathers. I'm sorry, I misread that. I'm going to read it again. Verse 18. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Now there's two commandments in this passage that I want to focus your attention on. In fact, there's two commandments that these passages hang upon. And the first comes from verse 13, to rest your hope. That's what Peter's calling us to. That's the main idea. Gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now what is the grace that's to be brought to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, it's our glorification. It is that day in which we will be perfectly cleansed from all sin. Our great hope in in the Christian faith 
is that God has overcome our sin and that he's purifying us and he will purify us and we will be made perfect in his presence, blameless and presented to him, blameless in the world to come. And Peter is calling us here to set our hope fully upon it. To have your mind set upon it, to be engaging your mind, to be sober in your mind and to be girding up the loins of your mind, to be focused and engaged mentally with this great and wonderful reality that because Jesus Christ lives, you live and you will live forever and you will live like him in glory, in righteousness, in holiness. There is a day coming, brothers, we will struggle with sin no more. We will be made perfect in holiness. And this is what Peter's calling us to do, is to set our hope on this great reality that holiness is coming for us and we will be conformed to the image of Christ and to the image of our great Father. Having this hope again, it requires effort. We must put our effort into this. We must be striving for it. We must strive to maintain an amazement and a wonder and a desire and a hope that this Christ is coming again. And that means that we will be conformed to him and we will be conformed to his holiness. This hope that we have, Peter says, is the hope of an obedient child to be like our father, to be holy like our father is holy. Look at verse 14 as obedient children. Brothers, isn't that wonderful? Look at how Peter speaks in Christ. You are obedient children. You were once disobedient children, as he'll mention here. But we're identified in Christ. We're not perfect, are we? But we have the heart of obedient children. We desire to be perfect. We desire to obey our father. And there's a struggle that happens within us. But there's that desire that God has planted in us by the new birth. And so he says, guys, you're obedient children. So as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust is in your ignorance. Not like you used to be when you're a disobedient, rebellious child. But as obedient children, conform yourselves to the holiness of God. Verse 15, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And there we have the voice of our Father. Be holy. Why? Because I'm holy. <laughs> the one who loves you, the one who saved you, the one who sent his own son, his only begotten son, for your salvation and life and glory, has said to you, be holy. Be like me, God is saying to us. Be holy. Again, this is in contrast to who we once were. And yet God has done a wonderful work in our lives through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, the second commandment that Peter focuses our attention on comes from verse 17, where he tells us to conduct ourselves with fear. And what he means there is to conduct ourselves with a living faith. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time this morning because I have in other places and other times to argue for the fact that we ought to understand Peter when he speaks about fear. He means the fear of God and the fear of God means this living faith that we have, this worship of God, this submission to God because of faith. But look what he says, verse 17. And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. That is, again, in the fear of God and faith in him. Now, Peter's point here, the whole idea that he's getting across here is that your faith is in a righteous God. You believe in the righteousness of Christ. Your whole faith centers around this great and glorious concept that you are a sinner and you need to be made righteous. Well, then live true to it, Peter is saying. That's what he's calling us to you call on a father who you know to be an impartial judge. He's perfect in his standard of righteousness and he judges the lives of men and he has a perfect standard by which he judges the lives of men and he's not willing to compromise 
that standard. In fact, in order to save you because you're a sinner and because he loved you, but nevertheless, you're a sinner, he had to pay for your sins. And he was willing to do it. He went so far as to sacrifice his own son, to send his son as a willing sacrifice for your righteousness. This is how committed your father is to righteousness. (laughs) And his character, therefore, is righteous. And because we believe in him for our righteousness, it's now upon our shoulders. It's a proper response for us then to take righteousness seriously and to live a righteous life. Because that's the character of our father. He's the impartial judge. So conduct yourself here by faith in him, by believing that he is righteous and that he sent his son as a sacrifice for your behalf and to live true to that. Your salvation, brothers, remember, comes at the cost of an innocent, of a pure, righteous, sinless, blameless sacrifice. That's the cost of your salvation. Brothers, what kind of people ought we to be then? Is the point that Peter's making. But look at how he puts it in verse 18. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. You weren't purchased by, by, by earth, unrighteous mammon. You weren't per- purchased by earthly things. You were purchased by the pure blood of Jesus Christ. Now that has implications for us. We ought to seek to live pure and blameless lives. Verse 19, but you were purchased with the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Our faith is in a righteous God. Brothers, in Christ we are clothed with his righteousness. And that is a wonderful concept and idea. Because it gives us peace and it gives us comfort. We know there's no more condemnation. But it also has implications for us. Because not only are we clothed with Christ's righteousness in order to escape condemnation. But we're clothed with Christ's righteousness so that we might grow into that righteousness in which we're clothed. So that we might become true to it. So that we might grow into the likeness of the righteousness of our Savior who died for us. And that's what Peter is bringing out here. And so it's through Christ and through his righteousness and through his priestly sacrifice that we come to God. Look at what he says in verse 20. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, as we come to God through him by faith who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. So you hope in a holy God and your faith is in a righteous God through Jesus Christ. And he's resurrected his son from the dead in order to vindicate him and to give you assurance that in Christ you're accepted in him and you will make progress in sanctification in this life and you will be glorified in the world to come and you will someday perfectly overcome every rebellion and every sin and every shortcoming and every blemish. And you will shine like your Father in heaven in his presence. You will be perfectly holy and perfectly righteous. So your whole faith and hope are in a holy and a righteous God. And so we ought to seek to live holy and righteous lives through the power of his resurrected Son.